Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Teague from Escaping the Ordinary Podcast, ryanteague.co and also the director of Feather and Finch Photography. Now today, another incredible guest, Sheree and Mike, Vancouver wedding photographers who have paved the way since 2005. They're going to share a lot about their journey and also about COVID and their aha moment. I'm really looking forward to chatting to Sheree and Mike today. And also guys, if you haven't yet and you are a local Gold Coast wedding photographer or Brisbane or Sunshine Coast or somewhere local, have an in-person workshop on the 12th of December, 2021. That's going to be held on the Gold Coast. We're going to do an epic styled photo shoot in the afternoon. And throughout the day, we're going to be doing practical exercise to obviously kickstart your 2022 off to a banger. So I hope you guys like this episode. If you need anything else, check out ryanteague.co. Look forward to hearing from you there. Hey, how do you pronounce it? Is it Sheree? Sherry? It's Sherry, yeah. Sherry, huh? Yeah. I get asked that all the time, so don't feel bad. I was like, is this an Australian thing that I just can't pronounce (laughs) this or something? Pretty, I mean, (laughs) I remember when I spoke to Gabe for the first time, I was like, um... Is it Gaby? <laughs> he's like, he's like, you can call me Gaby. I was like, is this a joke or are you being legit? <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna call I'm, him Gaby. I'm definitely calling him that from now on. Yeah. Please. Gaby. Yeah. And your daughter's yeah, my, August, uh, huh? Yeah. Well, my so with Sherry though, it's funny. Like I wouldn't worry about it because my grandma actually, when she first met her, she told her that like she told Sherry she was an old she was a feisty Scottish woman. And so when she asked Sherry, like introduced herself, Sherry, she called her Shari. <laughs> and then and then Sherry was like, oh, it's actually Sherry. And my grandma said, no, it's Shari. <laughs> like that's because it's spelt that way. So she called her Shari for yeah. the rest of her life. It's so that, yeah. That's so, brilliant. And what is, what's August's nickname? Like Augie or? Yeah, yep. we call her Augie. Augie, it's, yeah. How old is she? She's at what, three? She's four now. Four, four and a now, half. Huh? Was that uh, Wanda movie out before she was born? No, after. Which one? You know, Wanda. Is it Wanda? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, I think it was before Aki was born. Yeah. I think so. I love that movie. I know, me too. It's such a great movie. It's got so many yeah. life, life lessons in that movie, huh? So many. And you have a son too, right? Carter? I do, yeah. Carter, yeah. He's upstairs. I just picked him up from school. He's done his third week at school and now like every afternoon he just falls asleep because he's totally wrecked because <laughs> yeah we, we i did homeschooling for two years okay and then we just like moved near the beach and then i was like oh cool we'll try this like holistic kind of special needs school and then like put him in he's like super looked after loving it but just out of routine you know like just full days with all kids around it's just like too much stimulation you know <laughs> yeah so I may have to MIA for a second if I, if oh, a kid yeah. wakes up and he's like, where's dad? <laughs> no stress at all. We have a kid sleeping upstairs yeah, too. So. Same, same. Yeah. How's she feeling? Is she okay? You said she was a little bit sick. Yeah. She, a cold kind of just like came on yesterday morning and then I was so nervous just because with COVID yeah. and everything yeah. we're like, oh gosh. But yeah, she rallied really quick. So today she, we even called our teachers at school and said she has like a little bit of a yeah, runny yeah. Do you think she can still come? And they're like, as long as she doesn't have any other. So, yeah, she seems, and she she seems seemed, okay. She wasn't too worried about it. Yeah. She was, yeah, say. Yeah. yeah so. so, so thank and, goodness. 
Just do not want to get sick right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's crazy. As soon as you sneeze, everyone just kind of backs away yep. and just like, oh <laughs> shit, COVID, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Yeah, I was at a wedding on the weekend, and yeah, I had like the other photographer that works here is like, and he was there, and he was like, he lost his voice from like just yelling at a wedding the day before, and like literally the venue staff came out to him and was Ooh. like, hey, um, has anyone checked your temperatures? And he's like. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, and they're like, Oh, we're just thinking you're like sick. Are we able to check your temp? And he's like, uh, uh, I get, I guess if this is like a medical thing or something, like it was like halfway through the reception. And then they put like a laser pointer on his head and checked his temperature. I was like, this is great. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Cause you guys, you guys are in wedding season right now. Yeah, well, it's it's funny, Mike. There's no real season where we are. I'm in um, okay. on the Gold Coast, which is in Queensland. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so there's no real um, yeah, no, yeah, no real season in like Sydney and Melbourne. Like obviously in New South Wales, there's a little bit more of a seasonal change, but up here it's like warm throughout. Like, yeah, December's probably the only slower month, but other than that, it's just the same throughout. Hey, okay. Oh yeah. What about you guys? Because you guys definitely have seasons. Hey. Yeah, it's getting a little bit better, I feel like. We're getting a few more, like, winter kind of weddings. Yeah. It rains a lot in Vancouver, so gotcha. we don't get, like, the pretty snow. Mm. But it's also warmer, though, so it's, more people yeah. are at the same time more willing to... Yeah. Yeah, to get... Yeah, but, so it, but it's there's definitely, like... Yeah. It's definitely, like... I'd, pro- I'd say it's probably shifted a little more to, like, April to October. October. And then, yeah, November to, yeah, March is... Pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet. I mean, a few here and there, but there is, it seems like there's a few more picking up, mm-hmm. but. What do are, what are most photographers do during that like downtime? Just work on the business or something? Like what? Are they like, yeah, struggling? Because it's like, seems like such a long layover. <laughs> yeah. Just you have to be really good at budgeting. Yeah. yeah. Like keeping your money. But I think we're just like so used to it. Yeah. So I think we just like get used to. Yeah. When we we still shoot like forty weddings a year average, right? So, yes. but most of that most of that's condensed in the summer. So, a lot of that off season, you're playing catch up, you're editing. Yeah. If you do yeah. that, and you know, you're, then generally in that off season, that's where you'll have time to like, you know, put a bunch of blogs together yes. or yeah. work in that, or take a vacay, yeah, and get away for a while. <laughs> so, forty yeah. and condensed in that short amount of time. I mean, that's, that's still quite a lot, huh? Yeah. It's too bad. I mean, you've been going, yes, but I've been doing it since 2005, right? Is this correct? Well, I yeah. shot my I shot my first wedding in 2003. That was my first like I was still in the school. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it was like Sherry shot her first wedding on film, not when it was trendy or cool to shoot film. It was yeah, yeah, it was yeah that's right. It's because yeah. there was the only <laughs> choice. Was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And and then so what what happened from there? Like so you first wedding in 2003 and then and then how did this eventuate to obviously what what we see around the other side of the world now? Oh goodness. Oh man. It's like 20 almost 20. Years. <laughs> well, I guess it's more than 20. Years. No. No. Not quite 20. Years. No, not quite. Almost. It's, almost. It's a lot. Um how much time do we have? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So how was the condensed version, Mike? Yeah, so Sherry I mean, we didn't do it full time from there. Like Sherry would shoot a few, started shooting, shoot a few weddings a year and, you know, dabble in other stuff. And then, uh, and then when we got together, we got married pretty young. 
we both kind of grew up like smaller, more smaller town. So there's not a lot of other stuff to do. So, you know, we we're like, well, like let's really get married. Like really small town? Yeah, Sherry's a farm girl. I grew up in like a town of like 100 people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh gosh, what was it? I guess in 2000, I better get this right, 2005, we got married. And then from there, I started going along. I was Sherry's bag boy. You know, <laughs> to, to a couple of th- couple weddings a year and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, and then she, when she upgraded, eventually went digital, upgraded cameras, gave me the old one, was like, here, might as well test you out might as well do something else because i just carry shit but uh yeah i guess little did she know i had some like sneaky photography in my back pocket that she didn't really know about so i did all right and then yeah i think probably i shot my first full wedding with sherry i think it was 2008 right i think think when i like first actually fully shot with you and then uh yeah we moved to vancouver 2009 and from there decided, you know what, let's, you know, for whatever job problems, trying to find work, everything like that. It was, I'd kind of been pushing Sherry to go full time for a while, mm. but um, we both kind of, we lived in a smaller city. We both kind of had good, good jobs and liked what we were doing. So we weren't like, so we did photography on the side, but, but I was like, ah, oh, you should go for it. And so when we couldn't find work here, that just pushed us <laughs> over the edge to, okay, let's do it. So then Sherry went full time. I went full-time first and then Mike joined, I think it was two years later, right? Yeah, we were so, she. we had two, I still would shoot with her on the weekends, but had kind of the full-time job to kind of support the growth of the business. And then after a couple of years, I had to quit that and jump off the ledge and wow, yeah, we kind of, yeah, since 2012, we've both doing, been doing it full-time together. So, so Sherry, 2003 was your first wedding and then was it around 2009 where you decided to go full-time? Yeah, we had moved to Vancouver at that time, right? 2009? Yeah, it was, yeah. I think it was January 2009, right? Yeah, so that yeah, yeah that year is when um, I went full-time um, with the business. Yeah, so it started with a lot of like second shooting and everything like that, yeah. learning the Vancouver, like learning a new city and all that sort of thing and getting into the community and meeting everybody. But yeah, after a kind of a year of doing mostly second shooting, things just kind of took off, so. Do you think like having that six years of experience before even jumping in full-time was like a huge factor for your success, I guess, from what, from what we see. I mean, six, six years as a part-time shooter seems like a lot now, especially with the advancement of technology and stuff. Do you reckon that was like such an awesome kind of move and how did the, yeah. How do you feel like that? Yeah, it was definitely like a slow and I never, I don't think I ever thought that it would be my full-time job. I think like Mike said, I had, I, I went to school to be a like a child and youth care worker and I loved the job that I was doing. And so I, I don't think I ever thought like, oh, I could do this full time, but I really enjoyed it. So it was something I did just in the summer for a few weekends. But then I think the transition started to happen where I started to love weddings more than I did my other job. Um, and so then when we moved to Vancouver, it was a pretty like... I had a really bad job experience because I did, I worked in like a group shelter for like, oh gosh, not very long, but it was a really like, it was a pretty traumatic experience that happened. And so that was kind of like the moment where I was like, I remember my mom had called me and we were talking and she was like, what do you want to do? Like, what's going to happen? And I just, at that point was like, I just really want to do photography. So I think I had finally admitted it to myself after years of like, 
just not thinking it was possible. I'm also like a really fearful person. I'm not like a risk taker. Um, I move really slow. So I probably needed those six years to just like (laughs) test the waters, get to really know. Yeah, just really even know my camera. Like like Mike said, I switched from film to digital. um, And that was actually like back then was a pretty big like learning Mm. curve. And so I think just all of that, just, yeah, it, it, it's foundational work for where we are today. I'm, and I, I, I'm proud of the journey like mm-hmm. I, I took and that I did it slow. And yeah, if we think back though, it's funny though, cause right. Cause like you started, you started doing film and then you like worked at like a portrait studio doing lighting and all that sort of thing you worked at. Um, and then you, oh yeah, you worked at that other professional studio where you started doing editing and you did a little bit of Photoshop work. So it's kind of like through all that journey, you started, you kind of picked up things along the way that have really like when it was time for us to go, you already had that foundation built that would give, you know, someone like you, who's a little scared to jump more confidence to (laughs) go for it. Yeah, it's true. And like Mike said, like the second shooting when we first moved to Vancouver was like, was really good for me. I got to meet a lot of photographers in the city. Well, and actually like a ton of other vendors just got to learn because we were from a small city and we moved to Vancouver, which for us was like a big, really big move. And so I think just that that year of like really learning the industry here in Vancouver, I think was also really key for setting us up for. It's really funny, though, like, you know, we sometimes we sometimes can have a tendency, you know, we've you get so caught up in moving ahead and moving forward that you forget where you came from and you forget your roots. Right. And it's like if we think back on kind of our journey, so much of like pushing us forward is rooted in what we walked through in the past. I mean, that's life. Right. And that's what it should be. And that's why your journey is so important. We get so caught up in like the now and what's next and everything like that, that we forget to like appreciate where we come from and everything and like on a super practical level talking about the journey like one of the things that helped cherry get plugged in here in vancouver with second shooting was an old friend from back in the prairies who was into photography that when we moved here we connected with so someone from past life Mm -hmm. connected help push forward you know like for me like i i was actually a breakdance instructor back where we were from but then it's funny how that mm-hmm. like we one of our couples, one of the first weddings we shot in Vancouver, working with vendors that we were really stoked to work on, some of the more well-known vendors in the city. And we were these new kids in town. And uh, the couple found out that I used to be a breakdance instructor. So they were like, hey, would you dance at our wedding? And I was like, wow, oh, that's, well, that's weird. Sure. Why not? I'll do it. <laughs> But honestly, from there, because all those vendors there and what the wedding planner noticed us, the caterer noticed us on a different kind of level. And we got this reputation as being like, oh, you got a super fun, chill wedding. We got a great photography couple for you. And, you know, maybe there'll be some entertainment at your wedding from it. Right. (laughs) So so we, we you should never discredit where you come from and you never know what you've walked through and what you've done in life, how that can propel you forward in your new journey, even if it's total seems totally irrelevant. like totally <laughs> irrelevant or totally like opposite spectrum of where you're going. Like, I, I mean, that's a journey, right? I think it's important to remember that because that's all a building of who you are. It's so funny you say that because it, it, I mean, it rings a bell. Like, I mean, I'm just picturing you guys going back to your small country towns now as the photographers that you are. And it's like, until you have that perspective and it's just like looking back and going, wow, like everything kind of works its way out for a reason why we're here today. 
but like you yeah. said, Mike, we get so caught up and 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 just running the business and and this, and it's like you don't probably take a step aside and say like, holy shit, this these things work for this reason, which we had no idea what was going to come fruition of it, but we're here now, right? Yep. And then um, one thing you said there, like so. You started your business and then you moved to Vancouver a year later, right? Is that correct? When we moved to Vancouver was kind of when we went for it full time. I yeah. see. And you've been there ever since? Yeah, we've been in Vancouver yeah, since mm-hmm. 2009. I have to fast forward. I know I'm fast forwarding another uh, 20 years. Or no, <laughs> not 20 years. No, no. A few <laughs> years at least. But like COVID currently in Vancouver, how's the wedding industry been affected by it? Like, And how have you guys pivoted with it? Yeah. So, well, BC had pretty, it's been interesting. We've had pretty strong lockdowns from the beginning, but not super extreme. Like it, they've been more level with kind of their lockdowns compared to some other provinces and places. But 2020 was tough. Like 2020, I think, oh gosh, we probably, we had 80% of our season either uh, postpone or, or have to cancel. Mm. So yeah, it, it 2020 was interesting. It was an interesting year. And then the opposite 2021, what happened was uh, early summer 2021, our health officials announced like, here's our reopening plan. And as soon as they announced that, uh, like the, the industry just exploded. Our inbox was like just jacked instantly. People all of a sudden wanting to like, okay, we want to do a small wedding. Can you do Wednesday? How about a Monday wedding? Let's <laughs> all these people that have been waiting to enter just like, boom, let's do it. So it, it actually turned into one of our busiest summers ever condensed this year, followed up like after 2020, which was in years our ab, like our least busy summer. But at the same time, you know, like retrospect, you look back <laughs> and it was like, we're pretty lucky. We had a, we had, our government was pretty helpful and everything like that. So, you know, once we knew that we weren't going to like lose our home and stuff like that, the time off was actually really nice. We were able to like sit down and work on our business on some things that since we've been going, 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 and then had Augie. And then, so we're parenting, learning how to be parents, (laughs) run our business going that we haven't had time to work on that. We were finally able to after, after just relaxing for a while and recovering from burnout, I think. So it's, it's been interesting for sure. Yeah, we current we still have we still have restrictions. Nothing's been completely open. Um, but like this summer was nice because like outdoor weddings could have dances and stuff like that. Now that it's winter and it's back to indoors, there's but I don't know. It's all over the place. Every every week's different. Mm, it's hot, I yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you guys know everyone knows mm-hmm. I get like yeah. I mean, we're not the only industry as well, huh? But we can only sometimes see our own lane. But yeah, you're right. I mean it's it's a wild time. Australia's going through a bit of a crazy time at the moment as well. Uh, and I know like a lot of your work that I've seen on online and stuff, I mean, you were doing destination weddings and stuff like that. Is that kind of like slowed down or stopped for you guys? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you happy about that? That's what I want to ask. Ah. Oh, that's a good question. Well, we love traveling. <laughs> but I will say, I think this, like these last year and a half has also been really nice just to be more local. Mm. We are the type that like, if we have free, like an opening in our schedule, we liked to always like fill it by traveling, Mm -hmm. which was great. But it also like, we never like really got to like really enjoy Vancouver because we were always either working or leaving to travel. So the last year and a half has been really nice to just be in Vancouver. We live honestly in one of the most beautiful places. 
And then just with Augie in this season of her life, I think it was really nice to be more home um, just with her with like friends um, and starting like preschool and all those things. So we yeah. miss the traveling, uh-huh. but we also are embracing this season of our life and uh-huh. making the most of it. Yeah. We never like we never really built our business around destination weddings. It was always yeah. more of like a, a side thing that we we like to do because we like to travel. So, I mean, we would just kind of base our travels for the year around where we booked a few weddings. And we always just did kind of a handful of them every year. So it was a fun part of our business and a a fun part of our business model, but it was not an essential part of our business Mm. model. If that makes sense. We didn't, we didn't put all our eggs into that because we understand like, you never know traveling, you know, even pre COVID is, you Mm. never quite know and building a whole business around that but at the same time too we're really lucky to live like the little pocket that we live in in like the pacific northwest is amazing and we actually we don't actually shoot in vancouver proper very much like in the city Uh a lot of our shooting is out kind of within four hours from here i mean you have whistler squamish you have vancouver island there's a whole bunch of the gulf islands in between so there's there's lots of local destination weddings that we get to shoot which which i mean is awesome so yeah. So that that's kind of and that's kind of that the local destinations, I would say, is probably like the biggest thing that we've shot. So that, of course, I would say that, that even jumped up a bit because people who would normally maybe do a, mm. an international destination were like, well, I can't do that, but let's do something, you know, mm-hmm. more local, but it still feels like you're getting away. You know what I mean? For sure. I think. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Destination weddings. Right. If if uh, <laughs> the only reason I brought that question up was yesterday I had a chat to a photographer, took me out for a coffee and we had a bit of a chat and they really, really were bummed because they they haven't had the opportunity to do a destination wedding yet, right? So they were just like, what do you think? You know, and I'm like, man, if you've seen what really went on behind the scenes, like it's not glory, you know? And like, I was like, look, I can't speak for anyone else's experience or what you may experience, but like Instagram sees the incredible photographs and and and, and just soaks it all in. But like you you're, you're sometimes sleeping on the ground at airports, eating terrible food. Oh yeah. Get lagged, you know, dehydrated. Like, I don't know, you trekking through leeches and like, it's just, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, and it's funny because when I ask you guys, you're like, we love travel, you know, like, and I'm like, I gotcha. I guess so do I. But the, as I was saying to that photographer, I was like, travel's one thing. But shooting a destination wedding is not what you would expect to be on holiday. It's not the same vibe, man. I was like, and unless you spend a month there or a couple of weeks and you're really chilled, like if you're turning that thing around, man, trust me, you will not get to experience the same type of holiday you would have had, you know? So true. I mean, and that's that's the thing is like they've been so oh, destination yeah. wedding. People define their success based on destination yes. wedding been going around and it's like it's uh, to be honest it's way more it's way more chill to shoot close to home Dude. and uh, you'll probably you'll probably do a little bit better financially yep. maybe and uh, not necessarily some people build their model around and sure. that's totally cool i think for us too a big change of course happened when we had a kid too and we augie's traveled a ton like we're not afraid to travel with augie she comes along and everything but it's a different ball game and now we have to pay for her plane tickets so <laughs> so it's like it's like really if we do take a destination wedding on it's really because yeah. we actually want to make a trip around it 
and or like there's something really like a different kind of level of connected. It's less about the fact it's a destination wedding. Oftentimes we might really love the couple and we'd be just as happy if they booked in Whistler than if they booked in some fancy destination because we just really connect with them. And that'll sometimes what pulls us away to book a destination wedding. But, you know, don't get me wrong. We love we do love doing them and we do love, you know, the opportunity. We we just we really tie it in with our personal travel. That's kind of like our our kind of choice we make with it, you know, so. Yeah. So that's why we rarely ever will take them during our like our busy season. Yes. Those are usually yes. happening between like January and April just because, yeah, we don't really it's it's too <laughs> traveling is like also stressful if with like connections and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's just if we can't build a trip out yeah. around it, we don't necessarily really want to shoot it. Yeah. You, if that makes sense, you know, like if we can't. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. you were saying, Ryan, too, like. It's just harder work often, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not, It's like, a, yeah. I mean, it just, it's not what the world really sees. All, all, the, all the flights and the transfers. And and like you said, I mean, now now with Augie, I, w- I want to ask you guys, actually, being a father myself, like she's four. How's business changed now having a daughter? Whew. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we just laugh. Um, time means so much more now just in all aspects i think we measure time different now when we have a kid like as in Mm -hmm. we notice how much she changes so quickly Mm. um so there's that side of of it and not wanting to miss because it's just like it's crazy how quickly this four and a half years has gone so there's that side of the time but then it's also just like managing your time differently because you do have a child who needs your attention and so it's not really the balance because I don't believe in the balance, but it's finding <laughs> the rhythm of like doing business and being a parent, which has, I will not lie, it has definitely and still is a struggle to find that. And so I feel like with every season, it just like changes. So it's yeah. like you get into the rhythm and then it's like she's mm. not napping anymore or she's going to preschool and then you just have to find a new a new system. And so, yeah, a lot of it's about flexibility. Yeah. You kind of got to really throw out, um, <laughs> throw out your system of doing things and just kind of be flexible to kind of roll with what things look like. You might have all the plans to be like, okay, I can edit this wedding in, in eight hours. I can do it. I'm going to finish this wedding today. And then your kid gets sick and can't go to preschool. And then your yeah. and the babysitter doesn't want to take it. So you're like, well, scrap that shit. Um, you know, so you just really being flexible and, and, you know, like, I mean, it does make you look back and appreciate when you could just do whatever you wanted. You know, it's like, man, how did we used to like do all these things? And you're like, oh yeah, because we didn't have someone else. It was like, hey, I need you. Hey, what's your time? Hey, why are you doing that? Come over here. I want to hang out. You know, so come play um, ponies with us. Yeah, come play ponies. What are you doing? Why are you writing emails? Come play ponies. You know what? You're right. I probably should come play ponies. Well played. What about what about the way you guys um, photograph? Do you think it's changed now having Augie? Like, do you think um, your value systems change and that? actually is transferred to a practical way that you're photographing? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like, yeah, I feel like our approach to weddings and I actually almost could pinpoint it to when she was born, how like our shift from like, you know, when you first start out like portraits, like mm. being really creative and all those things is like, I don't I know. to get the epic shot. Yeah. Like the epic portrait. that's what you like really like <laughs> wanted to go for. Um, kill it on the ground. <laughs> 
But I really think there was a shift in our in our work, focusing definitely more to like relationships and watching those in weddings and like photographing those moments between like parents or grandparents or all those things, I think just like means so much more to us now. And so we did see a shift in, in the way we even like shoot and approach weddings. Yeah, totally. So you said, like you said, watching and like relationships. So can you like give the listeners a bit of a like idea of how that could look like what you mean with watching? Yeah, I think it's just um, while we're shooting a wedding, we're always, yeah, I think before we had, I guess, a plan or an agenda and we were going to create this and we were going to do that and we were going to make this shot and do that. And you can create beautiful work out of that. But stepping back and realizing like, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to watch what unfolds here and I'm going to be ready and prepared Mm -hmm. to capture whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, you know? So, and I think when you're more aware of those relationships and those important moments and you're, and you're not using the space up in your brain for your plan, but you're just settling down to be present in the moment and knowing kind of what to look for and just being ready technically to capture those. I think that's kind of the shift is so I mean, through our connection, like I I know, for instance, now, I mean, I'll generally, okay, so if the bride's, you know, waiting with her dad or something like that in the back, and we might be like, oh, we got to get ready for the aisle shot, or I want to take this or make sure this is set up. I'll often be like, you know what, I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to go hang out and see what's happening with dad, you know, because I know as a dad, and if... (laughs) If when Augie, if and when Augie's getting married um, and she chooses to have me there with her, like I know that that's probably going to be a pretty special Mm -hmm. moment, you know, so thinking more in kind of that way and putting myself into those shoes. So I'll be like, well, you know what? I should probably be there for that and not necessarily worry about if I get the typical walking down the aisle shot or like this sort of thing, you know, does that make sense? Oh, man, you're hitting my emotional strengths. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's so, so true though. Hey, I, I guess, yeah. Being, putting yourself in that position as that father. You said something really interesting. Like you said, like your plan, like the photographer's plan and like stepping back and getting out of your own head. It seems like such a refreshing way to look at it because I know even myself and a lot of photographers I speak to, they, they, well, we call it the default system. So it's like, you know, you know how many, I mean, you guys photograph a lot of weddings, so hundreds yeah. of weddings and you're like, it becomes like a default, like go here this time, there, that time, here, this time, don't worry about that. You got to get X here, this done, you know, and it's like, a, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of not a checkbox, but it, I'm sure you understand like it, mm-hmm. it's like everything fits within this d- default system. And like you said, I mean, I, I picture back a while ago. Yeah. And like the moments where the, the father is you know, come to see his daughter and you're just like waiting down the aisle for like 10 minutes when realistically you have no idea what's happening behind that wall or where she's hiding. And it's like, that could be the most subtle thing, but it could mean so much, especially when someone loses someone, right? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Got me on that one, man. Yeah. Well, that's, and I mean, it's, you know, like, again, not back to the parenting, but that's, that's been kind of like a constant growth throughout doing, you know, like our photography journey and like Mm. shifting to what's valuable, what's important and everything like that. Like we had, we had one couple that we photographed their wedding and, um, her grandma was there and we noticed her grandma, she maybe didn't look too, you know, mobile and Mm. she didn't, you know, she was pretty up there in age. 
And so we just decided we, we kind of were like, we need to pay a little bit of special attention to this. And uh, we sent their sneak peek and her grandma actually died the day after their wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she thanked us because we basically took wow. the last photo huh. with her grandma. But her grandma was basically holding on because she wanted mm. to see her granddaughter get married. And so she said, "You captured this moment, and I like feel like this was like the moment my grandma was waiting for till she could like relax and be okay to go." And it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, you know, so that that was a big shift for us. And I mean, we have these shifts along the way all the time, but you have to be watching for them. You have to like be ready for those. And that's, what's important about our job. I mean, getting some beautiful photo up on a mountain in front of like a crazy stormy sky, super cool. People will love that. It looks great on your wall and I'm not discrediting those because we love getting those (laughs) images. I'm not going to like amazing, but really like what we're here Mm. is to capture relationships and those moments and those things that are well what did jen say sherry that are like that are so important because we're not oh yeah it was jen moore today i don't know if you're watching the summit but she said like nothing lasts yeah and so all we have at the end of the day (laughs) is these memories and these photographs Mm -hmm. and so if we go into every wedding just with that as our mindset and not like what's our agenda i think that's what we're here to do yeah it's kind of like the the analogy of like we're the creating images for now or creating images for like later, right? Like or or like the future. Like and, and it seems as though really interesting because sometimes I always think that a photo means nothing generally deep down inside until that's all you got, which I'm pretty sure you guys, you know, resonate with that. But and, and we don't even know who that, I mean, it might not have been a grandma. It might've been her friend, right? Like, it's like, it's a crazy thing, but I know what you mean. Epic shots are great and all that, but it's like the thing that's really going to separate a photographer over someone else is that they're telling the story and, and hopefully have that opportunity to get those last minute photos. I want to ask you, I'm going to flip the thing around here. Mm-hmm. You've been in the game for a long time, right? I don't know how to word this, right? But my thoughts is always this when a lot of photographers start as like a hobby and they love taking photos and then they kind of start the business and they fall out of the love of actually picking up the camera they might love the weddings and documenting stories but they kind of lose that like oh that beginner energy where it's just like you're just vibing with all the educational stuff you get and then you kind of look back and and you kind of find a happy medium where the photography fits within your kind of toolbox. But I want to know, have you guys ever fallen fully out of love with photography? We're probably both going to have a different answer for this because like both of our intros and and our journeys to get into photography are quite different actually. Mm. So yeah. I would say no for me. Yeah. Cause I know there's like those people who are like, they have to actually put their camera away to kind of be able to fall back in love with with mm, it. Mm. I don't think I've ever actually went through that. I may have, may have picked up a different tool. The iPhone became actually one of my favorite ways to photograph, especially when Augie came. Yeah, nice. So I would say maybe not like my camera as in like yes. what I with, but um, I think it switched to like my iPhone photography of Augie and the journey of that actually 
was a really big part of like becoming a mom. I feel like I really tapped into that of documenting. And I, cause I think before even Augie came, we didn't really document our life much, like no. besides like our travels of like mm-hmm. beautiful sceneries and stuff, but, but actually like our everyday life. And so when Augie came, that was definitely a shift for me. Mm-hmm. And I fell really in love with just like capturing our mm-hmm. life, but more through the iPhone, which mm-hmm. I think I feel like was really, it was good for me. Yeah. Even the timing. Of yeah. It. I think for me, and this might sound controversial to say, <laughs> oh, I think for me it was uh, <laughs> I. I don't know if I've ever been necessarily in love with photography. Hmm. For me, it's been more about what photography has given me in my life and allowed me to connect with and be a part of. And so my love of photography has grown kind of through that. I mean when Sherry and I started shooting together and running our business together, our relationship got closer. And I know that's not the case for everybody, but um, for us, it, it, it ha- really has been. Photography's allowed me to travel around the world and, and get to know amazing people and, and build this amazing community, which I'm all about community and people. And I love that. And photography's given that to me. I love going to parties and hanging out (laughs) and having a good time and meeting rad people and shooting weddings has given that to me too with the, we get the best clients and amazing people. And so, uh, photography has really, and you know, wedding photography in particular has really enriched my life. Mm -hmm. And so it's less for me, you know, about like, I'm still falling in love with this thing that has provided so much to me as opposed to like, it was never necessarily about photography in the beginning for me. It was about doing something rad with my wife about supporting her dream about a creative outlet. That's allowing me to do some other things that I love. And this is just the vessel to get there and that evolving into, into what it is today, which is creating and stuff like that. But, but I mean, that's an ever evolving and ever shifting thing for me. Like I've even done a little bit of video work lately with a close friend of ours who does video for weddings and that's been fun too so for me for me it's been less about that and that's been more of a tool to that sort of thing so I think that's kind of where our journey differs like a little bit so I love I love 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 photography but I love it for what it's provided for me and allowed me to do in life and the life that it's given me if that makes sense I love yeah 100% I love that you both kind of like remove the camera the the actual the the equipment the tool of the trade from that actual kind of um explanation which was really refreshing because i know a lot of photographers you know they they kind of cringe picking up the camera but it's refreshing hearing it's you know it's it's not really about that it's about what it can provide you know i'm pretty sure a builder doesn't really want to pick up the hammer and and just build a deck for the sake of it which i always think was is really funny i always like come back to the trades because i'm like dude no tradie is picking up his tools on the weekend just like i love you i love you i love my equipment you know like but but us photographers we put so much pressure on ourselves i i know me as a father i like i went through the craziest stage of like i fucking hated photography but it wasn't photography. It was just the cameras. I was just over carrying them. And I was, and then I put the pressure on myself that I'd, you know, oh man, you're a photographer. You got to document your family. You got to do this. Take it to parties. You go into a friend's house. It's birthdays. It's Christmas. Got a bit. Where's your camera? Like, why aren't you photographing this? And like, and then I'd take it and I'd hate it so, so much because I'd hate <laughs> looking at images on Lightroom or anything, touching them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it's still, I still fight that a little bit today to try and, you know, and then I was like, oh shit, I'll shoot it all on film. That, that'll, that'll stop the fucking edit equation. I'll just get the scans back. Right. Yeah. And then like I, I spent all this money on film and I'm like, cool, let's hit the family on film. No one's going to say like, show me those photos. And then like, I'd get the scans back and then I'm like, okay, cool. What the fuck do I do with them now? You know, like <laughs> I spent all that energy missing the moments, hating, picking up. I didn't care what camera it was, but I've got all these scans, which are just like JPEGs anyway. I should have just shot it on an SD and looked at them in three weeks time when I got the, you know, scan. anyway, tangent over. But um, on my first thought was the camera was the issue, but it actually wasn't. I put the camera as like the thing that I thought I had to fix. You know what I right. mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting how you, how you guys remove that. I mean, I look at photography, someone said to me, like, do you love it? I'll be like, dude, the lifestyle I get, fuck yes. I wouldn't do any other shit other than what I'm doing because I can surf all day. And like, <laughs> you know, like I, I can chill and, and have an incredible lifestyle as well. And whether that's a camera or a hammer, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to be swinging either one. And that's okay. You know, like, I think we've sometimes feel this pressure that we have mm. to be like this and it's okay if, if it's your means to your best life until what you're loving and like to, yeah. to what, what is, what works for you and to ultimately what success is to you. And that doesn't mean also that you can't be an artist through that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think we just put so much pressure on ourselves to, Oh, I gotta be this, or I gotta be that, or I gotta create this, or mm. this is how I gotta feel. And it's like, just do you, you know, like, it's not about the the what, it's about the why. For you know? sure. I think for me, the biggest thing that was killing me, it was, I, I didn't mind. I love turning out to weddings, having a rad time, but it was like the outside pressure that I was always to have a camera with me and create images. And, you know, like, ah, oh, just Christmas. And I was like, dude, where's your camera? And I'm just like, dude, it's Christmas. They're like, bro, we need to get like family <laughs> photos. Like no one, no one else brought a camera. And I'm like, you really want me to go back, get a camera, come back here. You know, and I did that. And I'm just like, I was like, man, I never, ever had a Christmas where they asked me to. And I just felt so separated. And then I put that pressure on myself. Like maybe I, maybe I got, got to do this, like go on photo tours and, you know, like go across the middle of the United States with a film camera and produce a photo book to be happy, <laughs> you know, like, anyway. Right. With Augie, do you guys ever put like, I mean, Shari, you're saying like you got the iPhone now, you started documenting your life and that, but do you ever feel that position that I'm kind of trying to explain where you you feel like you should be creating more photos of her or do you feel like you kind of have a great balance with that? I feel like we have a pretty good balance. Yeah, you know, like I, I think it's like... Well, okay, so we went and got a Christmas tree the other day. We went to like a Christmas tree farm. We went to like got the, on the tree. And we were like, ah, you know what? We didn't bring our camera. Sure we, did we, we just had the iPhone. And we're like, ah, we didn't bring our, our good camera. Shoot. But it was less from a point of like, I feel like, oh, we should have brought it. You know, because I actually shoot with a Polaroid quite a bit too. And that I actually really love. Yeah. And so I was really bummed I didn't bring my Polaroid. <laughs> but it was, I, I think it was from a point of like, 
wishing I had the camera there to like take a Polaroid photo unless like pressure, like ah, I should have, you know, I feel like if you're ever thinking like, Oh, I should have did this and I should have did that by some weird sense of responsibility that takes the joy and the fun out of it. Mm. You know, at the same time, you might be like, I mean, we were kind of, we were kind of bummed. We didn't bring the camera because we actually wanted to have it there to take a few photos, not necessarily because we felt like we should mm. or felt the pressure to. Um, and we took some iPhone photos and that's fine. And we still had a camera there, which is great. So I think, I don't know, we've, I feel like we've hit a pretty good balance that way where mm -hmm. we actually enjoy that side of it as opposed to feeling the pressure to have that side of it. But I will say we have definitely felt that pressure, what yeah. you're saying before, Ryan, like where we're, you know, like you go to a family reunion, you're like, I should be taking photos of everything that's happening because we're the photographer. <laughs> so like in that level, but I, I would say I wouldn't necessarily feel like we felt that with our personal life with yeah. Augie and that sort of thing, but have felt it in other, yeah. in other situations, actually at family reunions is a great example of it where it's like, oh, I should get the camera and take some photos. Cause that's what we, that's, we're the photographer. So I guess that's our job, but we don't <laughs> really, I'd rather just like sit and have a drink and <laughs> sunshine, you know? So yeah. But, it's, yeah. um, it's interesting, right? Especially being parents now and, and seeing all these moments happening. I mean, you can't photograph them all. Otherwise you're so separated from them all, which is, simple. Yeah. but I think the Polaroid is such a cool thing. I do the same old school Polaroid, just bang straight in the top drawer. Never yes. looked back until I opened that drawer and like, oh shit, there's a stack of Polaroids. Let's, let's yeah. see yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know? yeah, especially because they develop so slow. So you throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, I'm, I'm going to flip things around a little bit again now. To the photographer out there that's looking at your business and like, you know, I remember when I stumbled upon your stuff a few years ago, I was like, holy shit, like this is amazing. And I still think the same. But I want to say like to the photographer out there that's looking at your work and, and are kind of like, mate, there's something about this I'm just not creating because there seems so much life in your images. What are two or three things that you feel as though, I know you guys have mentored and you've been on podcasts and workshops and all that, but what are two or three things that you think hold photographers back from creating what it looks like to be a very fun and personalized business, what you guys have? Because your personalities seem to shine exactly what I see on those photos. Oh, well, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> um, gosh, well, I think uh, probably first and foremost is like, you know, back to what I said is like, we love what we do. Um, and it's not necessarily the photo side of it. It's like running a business and doing this together and like being a part of people's days and connecting with their clients and that sort of thing. In doing this for so long, our, our view has really shifted from what's important and it shifted from like, you know, like we were talking about before, like creating the epic portrait or, oh, we have to do this, we have to do that to like, we want our clients to have the best time, the best day ever. And so we've realized as photographers, we have a unique opportunity to actually like help our clients achieve that because we spend a lot of time with them. Um, and to be honest, a lot for a lot of couples, photography is kind of a point of anxiety for them. Oftentimes you'll have, they're not that excited about it. They don't think they're very good at photos. They would rather be present at what's going on and they, they don't necessarily want to have the photo time. So they're actually, that's actually a point of stress on their wedding day. So our take has been, how can we alleviate that stress for our couples and how can we like make the photo time for them feel like a highlight of the day as opposed to something that they have to do and as opposed to something that they like, I guess we got to do this 
we're not really looking forward to it. It's almost like a negative on their wedding day. So like we, we started to notice that. So we kind of put our cameras down in the sense and started to look at it and like, how can we help our couples have the best day ever? And through that, we're going to get the best photos because our clients are more connected with each other and their day and what's going on. They're feeling less stressed. And also in the photography experience, they're actually because what what a photo does, a photo takes you back to a moment. You know, video documents what's happening. Photos take you back to a moment and what your perception of that moment was. So if we take a photo, you might not remember that there were, you know, like you'll you'll go back to that and be like, oh, that was an incredible moment. I feel so connected there. Wow, that was amazing. But if you watch video of it, there might have been a kid crying, maybe a train drove by, maybe there was like horns because that that just shows the reality. So if a photo takes you to that moment and that moment isn't an enjoyable experience, that photo, no matter how fucking awesome it might look, <laughs> isn't going to be fully serving your couple yeah. what it should. So um, I might have way rabbit trailed off your initial question here, but I but I feel like I feel like that's one of the biggest things was our shift in thinking to that to serving our clients more than just taking good photos. I think that was maybe it happened at a wedding. I remember the shift. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yeah. Do you remember? No. Okay. We were shooting a wedding years ago, and um, the bride was like really stressed out, like. Oh, I remember. Like, a, like <laughs> a lot of anxiety, Princess, almost. Princess, yeah, yeah okay, almost yeah, to the uh, point. Yeah. yeah, just like where I was not sure how this was gonna yeah, was yeah, gonna yeah. go. And so I just remember having this point where it's like, I like, there's literally no point in me taking photos because at that point, like, she, I knew she wouldn't like any of the photos because I could see it on her mm-hmm. face. You could just feel the energy in the room, and so it was the point where I actually like put down my camera and. I went and had a chat with like the wedding planner and we like, we knew the bride all together. Um, and so we just like had this like little, like, what should we do? And so then we talked to the groom actually. Um, and he was like, Oh, you know what? He's like, I know what you need to do. Bring her, her dog. We're like, okay, great. So we went and like got her dog and she had this like moment with her dog. And like, you could see the stress of the day just like really mm-hmm. lift. And I remember just like, how our job is just so much more than taking photos. And the sometimes it does require us to put our couples first, like what, like their happiness and their anxiety and all those things, because really at the end of the day, like she's not going to like any of those photos anyways. So I remember that being such a shift in our business um, of just being like, Oh yeah, we're more than just here to like Mm -hmm. take a pretty photo. And that's, and again, with capturing moments and stuff like that. So that's the life behind the photo that you're going to see. If you're, you know, like if you're looking at those photos and you're like, wow, that's a beautiful photo, but I don't feel anything from it. Often maybe it's because a couple didn't feel anything or because there was a lack of a connection. But if there's some life behind it and that sort of thing, I feel like that just permeates through it and through through the imagery and through what you're capturing. So on that shift then, I want to go back to one bit of yours, Mike, but Shari, on that shift then, when when... You've seen that kind of shift of not just, I guess, her her stress and anxiety lifting, but was that shift like a conscious thought? Like, holy shit, I was expecting to get this beautiful portrait of, of this bride, but this is so much more. And now I have this conscious shift in my my thought pattern of like, shit, I want to create more of that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. It definitely was. Yeah. Wow. And I remember like we got an email from like the mom later too. this beautiful, mm-hmm. like, thank you of just like, of when she, this was the word we like hung on to for a long time with our business and how we were like, okay, we want to create this at every wedding. Cause she said the word, you were such a calming presence on the day. And I remember reading that email and being like, that's what I want to mm. to everybody is like, I want to walk in and I want, I, I really want just like the anxiety to lift. If anybody's feeling nervous, I don't want to add to that. I actually want just to bring this presence. That's like, we got you no matter what it is. If we have to set up tables because <laughs> the decor people didn't come on time, which did happen. Mm-hmm. If we have to scrub puke out of your dress because you vomited, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just like knowing that, we have their back no matter what happens on their day. And I remember holding on to that like calming presence when we got that email and taking that forward into like the rest of the weddings that we photographed. I feel like it was a really, for me personally, that was mm-hmm. a really big shift in, in what I wanted to bring to weddings. Yeah. It sounds like the way you guys photograph, especially staying on this portrait side of things, which I think is really nice for, for the listeners to hear. I remember... I mean, I love podcasts. And I, I'm always just trying to dig. I'm just like, man, I, 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 you know, as a listener, I'm like, man, I'm looking at these photos and no one's asking how they're created. Like, why do I see comfortability? You know, like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I love this. Mike, when, you, when you're saying like, you know, you want them to have the best day ever and stuff like that, my first thought is like, how? I get it. Like, obviously I'm in the game as well. I think I've got the answer to this. And it seems as though that each couple, you guys are really like personalizing your approach. I'm staying on the whole portrait side of things though, because like, yeah, they look like they're having fun and stuff like that. Are you really like looking for their mannerism and the way they connect and not just going, okay, cool. Like this couple is shy, you know, I'm just going to start posing them. So they feel even worse. You kind of like just creating as you go with the personalization as such. Yeah, I think like our our biggest thing is we don't necessarily go into anything with a formula, mm. any shoot with a couple, because like our only formula is we want it to be about them. So we like to just, we don't go in with our cameras raised and ready to go. We kind of view uh, like our shoots, you know, especially like a portrait shoot, like, you know what, we're just going to go spend some time with this couple, get to know them, have a good time, and we're going to take some photos through it. And so that connection is almost more of a priority for us than the actual images that we're taking. But it's, I mean, it's a, in the end that creates better images that helps you get better images because your couple's connections real. So it sounds weird, but not prioritizing photography helps us get better photos, prioritizing (laughs) our couple, you know what I mean? But prioritizing our couples and who they are and their relationship and their connection and what that looks like. And every couple is going to be different. So if we went in and we had a formula on how we take portraits, Mm -hmm. that might resonate well with one couple, but another couple, we actually, we, I mean, we've had situations before where people have had photo shoots and they've said, Mm. we love the photo. Like, like, sure, we got cool photos, but they don't they don't feel like us. Like and the their experience to get those photos wasn't necessarily a real positive or enjoyable experience for them. It didn't feel like them. And so they're going to tie that into whenever they look at those photos, they're going to remember the experience because photos take you back to a moment. Right. So we've learned more. Mm -hmm. The experience that your couples have while creating those images is almost more important than the images created Mm -hmm. because that will 
I mean, it's their connection to those images that that define a good image. I mean, yeah, sure, it might look great on Instagram, but mm. but ultimately, we're here to serve our clients, right? Not not Instagram. So I love that, and I think I think um, I mean, I, I look back on on my time and stuff, and and I remember a big shift for me was when I was actually being photographed with my family, and like I say to all the photographers that I meet, especially like when they're starting out, I'm like. You know, their, their, their first thoughts, oh man, why am I couple so uncomfortable? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, have you ever been in their position? No. Nah. And I'm like, dude, put your money together, get anyone, like some random off the street or whatever, but be photographed for a second. And then you walk away from that going, I will never fucking do that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, I've had those two, you know, the two experiences where I was like, it was scarring, you know, like two hours of pain. Yeah well and truly before I was a photographer and that and that's still in my mind today and then I had the experience of where we just got to you know enjoy sunset together on a, an amazing hill and put some music on and I'm like that's what I want he really read our body language and really like asked us you know what are you guys like getting up to how do you connect and I'm like man we ain't no kissing cuddly you know we're, we're not going to make out in front of like a lavender tree just you know and like I'm not doing no dips and no piggybacks and like Yep. physical man let me do my thing like we'll have a chat and go for a walk and we got that and i'm like i look at them and i'm like man my son hopefully one day he'll be like dad man that's dad you know that was mum. not right. not yeah why is he kissing her when i never seen them kiss in public like that right, right. where yeah where did that tongue come from that's not dad <laughs> delete dad right <laughs> find new dad no, no. yeah <laughs> yeah i think well and i think that's the thing is like we always we has, and I think this is just human nature. We have a tendency to look for formulas, black and white ways of doing things. How do you mm. do this? What's the ABC on how to do this? And, and like for photography, I just don't feel like that. I mean, to do a formula, you're photographing different connections yeah. and different people and different relationships. And if you try to apply a formula to that, Sure, you apply the formula to it and it might make a beautiful creation, a beautiful concoction. But the next thing that the next ingredients that you add the next couple it might taste like shit you know so it's like <laughs> it's like you you can't necessarily have a formula on how you do things if you truly want to honor yeah, your couple yeah. and who they are as individuals and their relationships and who they are as people you know because everybody is different so so for sherry and i uh, we've just tried to make our formula whoever our couple are and love it we have our way of shooting that like we have we want to capture our couples and our you know our subjects through our vision sort of thing mm. but not through our ideas and not through our I, like perception of what they should look like we want their relationship and then we'll capture that through our our view of things and how we capture through our cameras so I love that. And you can see it in your images. I mean, I'm scrolling while we're, while we're talking. I've looked through them all day and I'm just like, yeah, everyone's unique and different. And there's no this like default system, which I absolutely love. So yeah, I mean, you guys are, look like you're making images that are going to last for a long time. And um, I think that's what resonated with with me when I first stumbled upon your work a few years ago now. It's so honored to as well have a chat to you guys. Yeah, it's, it's incredible to hear your story. And being in the game for so long and, and still being, you know, in love with what it gives you, which is incredible and refreshing to hear because as you know, like a lot of photographers come and then they go and then, then they resent it. And I've been <laughs> yes. in too many of those workshops before and I'm like, oh, was I supposed to leave 
upset or <laughs> or more excited? I don't know. Like, I'm supposed to hate photography. When yeah. is photography? The thing? I yeah. don't want to be you. So uh, let's jump on and see what other jobs there are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If, yeah, that's, totally. if that's how I'm going to be in 10 years time. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm being silly, but it's, it's beautiful to hear that. Um, and, and especially doing it together. It's so beautiful. I think um, all you've seen, you know, mom and dad run a business together and share these ups and downs and the roller coaster of life, but also that flexibility. Cause I know, I know, I, I think I read somewhere, Mike, you'd, you'd love to surf every day, mate. So um, yes, I think oh. the business is going to give you that one day. I don't know if there is, there, there's no surf in Vancouver, surely. There is actually, isn't there? There, well, yeah. close, close. Yeah, not too far away. About five hours away. There's something. <laughs> um, which in Canada, that's not much. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Five hours? Nah, it's not five. Yeah, what is a fair? Yeah, yeah it's a fair it's a ride. Fair hike. Relaxed. It's relaxed. It's a chill five hours. <laughs> but, but yeah, as far as in the city of Vancouver, no. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be pretty. <laughs> pretty on conditions maybe two days a year so um yeah when the wind's just right but <laughs> well um yeah. yeah well i appreciate you guys jumping on tonight i know it's um quite late over there and stuff like that the um what you shared has like yeah has has excited me as well i'm i'm just going to link out to obviously everything that we spoke about especially a lot of this work i i see on your website and i know the the listener is going to be absolutely vibing your work and everything that you guys do. So from the other side of the world, I want to, um, yeah, appreciate you guys for jumping on and, and always inspiring other photographers from everywhere. Thanks so much, uh, Ryan. Well, yeah, we really appreciate um, you having us on here. It's, uh, yeah, it's it blows us away that people would even be interested to hearing <laughs> from uh, the other side of the world. So we're just a couple of small town kids that decided to just kind of jump in the big leagues. Go for it and yeah. see what could happen. So, and look yeah. where you are now. Incredible. Big, big career. And I'm sure you've got a lot, a few more years left yet. We hope so. Hope so. Love it, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so much, Ryan. Ryan.